You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. And Jack Fritz, the next time you and I are talking to each other Say through it. these microphones on this podcast, will be after the Phillies have beaten the Braves on opening day. Let's go, baby! Yeah, buddy. This time next week, we will be discussing, uh, I mean, shoot your shot right now, James. What do you think? Like a, uh, I'm feeling a nice, I'm feeling like a nice 6-2 fills win. Seven one-run innings from Aaron Nola. The bullpen will give up one. 6-2 is solid. I can see 6-2. They're winning. They're winning on opening day. Called shot. Oh, it's totally winning on opening day. Um, I wish it was not on April Fool's Day. That kind of, you know, causes me a little bit of pause. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, I got a weird thing about April Fool's Day. Like, I don't know. I don't feel great about things happening on April Fool's Day. So, um, you know, I don't want to be. This is a real thing? With you actually, like, care Well, about it's like April a little, Day? you know, I'm not a, I'm not very superstitious, but I am a little stitious. And um, <laughs> Thank you, Michael Scott. I yeah. just. I don't know. Like I for for the injuries that have already happened, I'm very scarred with this Phillies team. I'm I am definitely getting my hopes up again. Like I just don't I don't like the season start on April Fool's Day. Like I just don't. Like cuz like you know what hurts James is like actually I think I prefer them to lose on opening day if we're going to if we're going to be serious because of April Fool's wow. Day. But cuz cuz that way I can be like, well, it's April Fool's Day, so like the opposite's going to happen or whatever. So um, like I just, I, I don't, I basically, I, I don't want to get fooled I think you're again. Taking a, you're taking, yeah, good job. You got the who in here. You got Michael Scott. You're just a pop culture machine. Name, right now. name someone, <laughs> name someone more in tune with pop culture than me. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I know. Why would I even try? Why I would know. I even try? Uh, yeah. Look, I think having any sort of, of belief that April Fool's Day is different than any other day is foolish. Yeah, well, listen. In, in, in April Fool's Day terms, I think that's the foolish thing. You're talking now, you're talking you're talking to a guy that sat in the same chair for every game of the playoffs in 2008. I know. I've seen you. I saw you during the Eagles Super Bowl run like have a spot in the corner of a studio that you had to stand in. Like I, I trust me. I know how weird you are. I know. Well, that, I just I, so, I, want, I just want I want the record to show I was right both times. Once I once I found <laughs> I mean, you, you can you can laugh, you can say it's weird, but uh, I'm two and zero when I find the spot. So, um, it, I mean, you can make fun of me, you can laugh, but the the results are the results. I mean, I'm two and zero in the high school playoffs, and I'm two and zero when I find the spot in in Philly Philly championships. Yeah, it's uh, 
It's hard to argue with. No, that, it yeah. is. Like it's not, dude. I just don't <laughs> like. I just don't like the omen of the Philly season start on April Fool's Day. I think I, it. It's not something that I'm even looking forward to, and I hope they lose. Well, I mean, it's not just their season. I hope they lose. It's not just their season starting on April. Like everyone else is too. Are the Braves screwed because their season is starting on April? I don't Fool's know. Day the Braves. Too? The Braves have magnets. Everyone knows it. They get big hits off us all the time, and they get lucky. <laughs> so yeah, dude. I think I do think that they have the the April Fool's people on their side. So whatever. Listen. Listen, listen, to each his own, okay? All right? Just I'm just saying yes. it's a little inside I'll, inside I'll, my I'll brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God that we got inside that brain. Um, I think that what people are realizing now is is you don't want to go too far inside this brain. No. Like this is this is enough. Well, right I, I've been talking to Jill <laughs> like, about this is this is like the the little lemon, I think. No, I've been talking to Jill a lot about this actually recently. Like she wonders why I get along so well with dogs and children, and I think it's because I'm on the same wavelength as them. Like the, that makes sense. The same brain, like we're all like same level of intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Zoe might be smarter than you. I oh, mean, listen, you know, she I'm definitely, just... she definitely is a, a deeper thinker. Smart that's kid. for sure. Smart kid. She's sharp. Well, she so... doesn't know. She doesn't know anything about baseball. Okay. True. You got to be. <laughs> you will never, ever, be able to have on her. Is what? She's a le- she's a lefty. Oh, you lefty. You raised a loser. Congratulations. Oh, it's so dog. Oh, come on, buddy. You're you're so jealous right now. You're like, I could have made it if I were lefty. How many times have you had that thought? Oh. How many times have you, Jack Fritz, thought if I were a lefty, I could have made it? Um, at least a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> like no doubt about it. I mean, like, Jamie Moyer once told me to calm down, and in my head I said, I throw harder than you, Jamie. Like, you calm down. <laughs> That's actually a true story. I'm not lying. I know it is. Yeah, I it is. yeah. I was, I was, I was pitching, and I, so full disclosure, I played uh, travel ball with Jamie Moyer's son, and uh, I was pitching uh, at the University of Delaware's mound or whatever, like at their field, and um, you know, I think a guy made an error behind me, and like I was pretty mad, which you're not supposed to do, but <laughs> I'm like, listen, I was, I was a lot like Jake Arrieta, um, and I just was not happy about it. And uh, he came down and, and, and told his son to tell me to calm down. And my first reaction was not like, oh, I should listen to the guy that's in major leagues. <laughs> <laughs> my first my first reaction was, I throw harder than you, Jamie. You calm down. <laughs> Again, we're getting really deep into the Jack Fritz psyche right I know. now. I know. I wasn't right, let's let's talk some Phillies. Quickly. We're gonna we're gonna do a little some season preview stuff. We're gonna dive into that, but quickly I think I think before we get into that, we just have to to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, the what's the word I'm looking for? Travesty. Yes. That why not Mick is over <laughs> for now. For now, uh, I'm bummed. I'm. I, he'll be back. I believe it. He'll be back. He'll he will thrive. But I'm bummed. Mick, we love you. Yes. Um, I'm bummed too, but like, I don't know. The way that you already talked about him, I was like, uh, you know, I'm not that bummed because the way, like, the way Girardi, <laughs> like, like, Girardi was basically like, hey, when you come up here next time, like, you're our guy. And I don't know. That just, that just gave me butterflies inside. So, um, I, I, it's just, it's definitely not a, uh, it's a, it's a minor st- uh, setback for a major comeback. Um, that's the official position of the High Hopes podcast. And, um, you know, he's going to go to the alternate site, face some Phillies pitching. Um, they don't have terrible minor league pitching anymore, so he should get good competition there. And um, <laughs> thank God that 
Adam Hazley and Roman Quinn are back, so hopefully a certain someone does not make the team <laughs> who is now <laughs> bad. That certain someone has not been good. Oh, like, but like, I was told. Oh, he's so great. Oh, like, he looks great. Numbers. Oh, he's so healthy. He's back. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, what happened? <laughs> Where is he? Thank you. Yes. Mr. Um, Mr. 222. And also, yeah. like, they, <laughs> they would have to create a 40-man roster spot to get him on there. Like, honestly, honestly, it would be a dumb thing to put him on the 40-man roster for being that about that later, but that is an interesting conundrum they have because you figure Kinsler, Watson, like, they have multiple guys. Well, I don't know about I don't think, think Watson's going to make it. Okay, well, Kinsler will make it. Like, there are the point is there are guys who, who they, they're going to need to already clear a spot or two prior to Odubel. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, I just I don't think it's worth the forty man roster spot. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I'm glad that Hazley and Quinn are back. Um, but yeah, why not Mick? You know, he'll be back up hopefully. And and um, when he does come back up, I just I'm really like I know this is sounds whatever. I get it, but like I'm already excited for like 26 year old Mickey Moniak. Like just think about think about how good he looks now. You are something else. You I know, but dude, I know, I know, I know. But think about like in three years, how much better he's gonna be. Like they have something here. They have something here, and and we said it last last podcast, whatever. But he changed the narrative this spring around him. Like we were believers in Mickey Moniak. We thought he was starting to do some good things down the minor leagues, but he changed the narrative around him um, uh, in spring training this year, and legitimately. He should continue to get better. Theoretically, he should continue to get better. He should continue to get stronger, add power, already play pretty good defense. And, you know, I just think that 26-year-old Mickey Moniak's going to be a good player for this team. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I love him. I'm rooting for him. I, I haven't gotten to 26 yet, but I, I appreciate you. Um, all right, let, let's let's do some scenes and preview stuff. Quickly, before we do, I just want to check, are there any podcasts you have to leave to go guest on uh, before we finish? Do you like? Do you need like? Do do we have a hard out or something? As we say in radio terms. <laughs> Listen, Jack's man. a big star. No, Everyone's it's just on his podcast. I love it. I know. Well, don't 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 get more invites for me. You know, I already. I I just I, I just I you know I I like high hopes listeners and and we have you know created a, a community here. Those guys have started podcasts. You know, there's a couple podcasts I've been on that are high hopes podcasts. Although. Uh, the one that I was on last. Are you calling night. it our, our podcast tree? Are we like a coaching tree? Listen, it's it's dynamic. But uh, the okay. one I was the, now now I will say the one that I was on last night. Um, they claimed that they were the original Mickey Moniac podcast, and I said uh, I almost hung up. I literally, like I, <laughs> yeah, I was ballsy like, move. I was like, yeah, uh, I mean, do know who we're talking to right here? I mean, this is ridiculous. But no, I don't have any podcasts to go on. Um, why don't you take your jealousy somewhere else? I'm, I'm proud oh, of you said no. You sound great. You sound I, like you're I, handling this well. I, I want all the best for you. It's all I want in this world. I want the best for Jack. Um, all right, let's get into it. Um, let's start with, and we'll get into to what like eventually what we think the record's going to be and all that stuff. But like off the top, just the fact that we we're recording this Thursday night, March 25th, Jack. One week, literally one week from today, the Phillies play a baseball game. Go. Yeah, and it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> 60 games was such a freaking tease, man. Like, like honestly, and this, this, 
might be the most blasphemous thing I've said on this podcast ever. But, oh. but what? <laughs> you said so many. But I can't wait for the first back-breaking home run, just to have that feeling back in my life. What is wrong with you? No, but so come on. Up. Just to recap, already, in, uh, to 10 minutes into the pod, whatever, we've got you saying you want them to lose on opening day, and you can't wait for the first gut punch loss. This is great. But it's but it's 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 because it'll be back, right? I mean, the 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 feeling of baseball and like, oh my god, you know, this sucks, but I love that they're back. Like, give me the Brandon Workman home run to, to Starling Marte. I mean, let me let me let me feel those feelings again. Like, honestly, like. I don't. I I just. Freddie Freeman is listening right now, and he's like, "Don't worry, I won't take long, pal." He I said, "Challenge." He said, "Challenge accepted." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, but it's like it, it just to have that feeling back, like the feeling. I don't like like baseball is the sport for me that I feel and live and die with every single day. Like James, the thing that I love the most about this podcast and that with everyone listening is that we all live and die with a baseball team that plays 162 games. Like, we try not to think that every game is like an Eagles game, but we can't help it. I mean, we, we can't help it. And and to have that feeling back, like, I'm watching Matt Moore get shelled right now, and I'm not happy about it. But you know what? You know what? Doesn't count, and spring training results only matter when they're good. They don't matter when the guy's getting shelled. He's probably working on a, a fifth pitch tonight or something. Thank you. That is what I always say to you. He's He's throwing his cutter 50% of the time. You would never do that in a game, Jack. That's right. So, like, just to have that feeling back, you know, 60 games was BS. If they went 162 last year, who knows that Phillies team. But I just, you know, it, it's it's so close to being back. There's going to be some fans in the stands. Hopefully, like, um, <laughs> my, my, my hope is that everything goes well, everyone's staying safe, and, like, when this team's coming down the stretch run in September – like we start to get some sellouts and we start to get, you know, the juices really flowing. Like 8,800 fans is <laughs> whatever. Like, sure, great, they're back. But like, it's not real. I mean, it's not like real fans are back. Like, real fans are back is 45K and rally towels and, and all that stuff. So I can't wait. I, I genuinely can't wait uh, to have something to look forward to pretty much every day. And once again, you know, I can't freaking stand that they have that off day. After opening day, it is the dumbest thing in sports. And I know people say, well, you know, it's because if there's a rainout on opening day that they can move it to Friday. Well, there's rainouts all the time in baseball. How about we just set a normal schedule like it's how it's supposed to be. So um, Thursday will be great. Friday will be awful. I'm excited for it to get here. Yeah. I, yeah. I, we have long both agreed on the, the day off after opening day being the single dumbest thing of oh, all time. If you're playing a game the insane. next day, then guess what? The next day becomes opening day. Like you're playing that day anyway. Whatever. What are we doing? Like who cares? I, I'm, I, I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Give me baseball and give me like eight in a row. Like, you know, give me, give me a chance to sink my teeth in and get rolling. Uh, to echo your thoughts, last season was a sham of a baseball season. It was a joke. We all know it. Anyone who cares about baseball knows it. Like, you know how I feel. I think the Dodgers have a massive asterisk next to their title. But regardless of that, like, they're they're the best team. They're probably the best team again this year. Like, whatever. It's not even just about the, the end result of it. It's that it was just – it was BS. Like, it wasn't baseball season. It didn't feel real. Nothing felt real about it. Like, I feel like I have not really, truly seen the Phillies play in two years now instead of them one year. So, like – or year and a half. You know what I mean. So, I'm um, um, – 
so in. And the fans, too. Like, you know that I thought I made leading into last season that I talked about, like, oh, well, you know, you – I watch like a, a White Sox game in, in, in June or a Tigers game in June. There's no one there anyway. It's not going to be that weird. It was weird. Like, it sucked. It sucked having no fans in the stands. Even small amounts of fans makes a difference. Not having anyone run after a foul ball. Like, it felt like, like a mausoleum in there. I think having fans back this season is going to be the single number one most exciting thing about this season. And like you said, I just hope that it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Listen, you so, can you can call last year a sham all you want, but they sham. sure they sure pa- sham. They packed a lot of of <laughs> failure into that sham of a season. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is, and I know that you and I know uh, neighbor Dan shouts neighbor Dan. You and neighbor Dan, the only two people I know who actually were excited for the 2020 video yearbook to oh. come out oh uh, it was electric what, well I, i'll give my i'll give my full review later why would you ever want to relive that like the, i honestly think all together and and the the love of having the sport back when we weren't sure we were gonna have sports at all and all that like that that part was amazing but like Outside of that, last season is one of the worst baseball seasons ever. Like you couldn't watch a game and enjoy it. We've talked about this, but it was the whole season was ruined by that bullpen. Like it wasn't fun. It was not a fun team to watch. Every night felt like you made the point before, and I I felt it, Jack. When you said the thing about 162 games and living and dying with each one, like I felt it to my core. I'm like, yes. I'm like, that's that's what we do. Like we treat each game like it's the Super Bowl. Like, I love this team. I can't wait for all 162. Last season, by the end, I was, like, beaten down. I didn't even want to watch them. I was like, well, I guess I got to watch the Phillies today, but, like, can't wait to see how they break my heart into a thousand pieces tonight. Last season sucked so hard. I am so ready to get that taste out of my mouth. Well, in one week, you will, as Aaron Nola will take the mound. And everything, everything in all. And then, but then you'll probably get you know, you'll get sad, but that's okay. That's okay. No, no, they're going to be great. World Series, let's go! All right. All right, let's get into some stuff. Um, what's your biggest concern with this team? Well, you're asking me the wrong time. I mean, we're, we're a week away from opening day. Nothing's going to go wrong. <laughs> like, it's perfect. We're good. Like, not, like, honestly, I don't think anything's going to go wrong. Um, uh, yeah, I did. I did have in my own like take bag later or note bag. I'll say because mine are not takes, but yeah. I did. I definitely took notice of your tweet a few days ago saying you've already talked yourself into a playoff run. So that felt like we're back. It felt right. Like everything was right in the world. <laughs> did it? Um, like everyone makes such a big deal about center field, and I guess I just don't care. Like every every team, every baseball team has a hole, right? I mean, it, like no baseball team is built perfectly. I mean, the Dodgers are probably the closest team to that. Um, you know, whatever. Like the, the Phillies aren't a perfect baseball team and they they have a platoon in center field that they they're going to have to figure out and they're going to get it right until Mickey's ready. Um, and it's like the eight hole in the lineup. I mean, and they're not like terrible. I mean, I've actually been really like I've liked what I've seen from Roman Quinn in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I it, obviously it's barring health, you know, you, you want him to be healthy and you can never fully bank on that. But just the fact that, you know, he, he talked to Kenny Lofton, I guess, um, Galbert up um, on the athletic was a really interesting. Kenny. Yeah. It's yeah. my, it's my all time favorite non Phillies player of all time. Like we, Kenny, I loved Kenny Lofton growing up. I freaking love that. dude. Yeah. Former Philly. Great. Kenny Lofton. Um, yes. yes. He's yes. definitely, he's definitely on the list of random Phillies that were like pretty decent here. Um, but only here for a year. Uh, but yeah, like 
I like the mentality of where Roman Quinn is. Like Roman Quinn should not be a guy that is that is like down 0-2 or has two strikes on him and he's still trying to hit the ball 400 feet. Like Roman Quinn is a guy that just needs to put the ball in play and let his wheels do the talking. I mean, he is like probably the fastest player in baseball. Um, and if not, he's one of the three fastest players in baseball. Like use that speed. And not, like the the thing that's annoying about uh you know the analytics discussion and boy, it's like it just. If, if I could just ban the word launch angle and exit velocity from any conversation, I would probably be the happiest person on earth. Like, no one know no, like, the people that rail against it don't even know what it is. Like, they, and they, they think, they think, like, Gabe Kapler was teaching these guys launch angle. He was the manager, all right? He was not teaching them launch angle. That's not what managers do. My God, it's so annoying. It's like, anytime it's brought up, oh, launch angle and exit velocity, you don't even know what it means. Stop talking about it. Either way, either way, like analytics, uh, not every player needs to fit the same categories. Like, you're, like there needs to be differentiation in baseball. I mean, that's what makes baseball great. There's some teams that beat you with small ball. There's some teams that beat you with speed, defense, pitching, whatever. But like not every player, like, it can't be cookie cutter where everyone's the same kind of guy. Like Roman Quinn should not be a guy that should that's trying to be a 20 home run guy, you know, batting 250. Like he should be a 280. 290 hitter, puts the ball and play a ton because if he gets on first base, it basically turns into a double. So, um, and, and, and it messes with the pitcher. It, it, a single can get him to third every single time. Like a, a gapper scores and revert, like all that type of stuff. It just changes the dynamics of the game. Having that guy on base. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like I, you know, center field, I get it. It's probably, it's probably the biggest issue. I feel pretty good about the four or five. Um, like, you know, when I say Matt Moore is good, like I don't, I'm not saying he's he's good enough. It's what I keep saying. Like, the, 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 and you said it before too. You're like every team has a hole. Well, guess what? Almost every team in baseball has a mediocre or bad fourth or fifth starter. Like there aren't many fourth, and there's like no fifths. Like who you would look at and say like that. There got look. There might be guys who get it. Young guys who get a shot this year on a certain team as like the five, but by the end of the season, we're all like, oh, that guy's a one or two or whatever. Like that stuff happens. But in terms of like the guys who are slotted to be the fours and five for most teams, most teams have a lot of Matt Moores and Jay Sanders. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're the four or five. Like, I, I guess I, I just don't think the Phillies have like a hole. It, are they perfect everywhere? No, but I just don't think they have the hole. I have a hole. Like I, I believe in the bullpen. I think they have actual stuff back there. I guess the, the big hole would be, just overall team defense, but even yeah, that, which we talked about, yeah. I think, I think in terms of that, the looking at the areas of baseball, like, and again, as I've said a million times, like until, and I'm with you, I'm excited about the bullpen, but like, until I am not, I, I have like post bullpen traumatic stress syndrome, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Like I, I need to see them be good before I'll believe it. Mm-hmm. But I think just on a basic baseball level, the defense is the biggest baseball flaw with this team. Yeah. Um, but like I've said before, like I, I don't think they're a terrible defensive team. Like, like I think Didi's fine. I think Segura's fine. I've been really impressed with Bone. Made another nice play last night. Uh, Hoskins, I think, is serviceable. Kutch looks like he's moving a little bit better. Like Roman Quinn struggles to 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 read fly balls off the off the bat, which is not great. And Hazley just doesn't have the range. I don't think to 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 be a consistent center fielder. Harper's fine and right, given that. If he can throw, I mean, I don't know. He he seems fine so far, but and then JT's the best in the sport. But um, even even the team defense, I'm not. You know, it's not keeping me up at night. It's not like the bullpen last year. It's not like the 2018 defense, which was 
just awful with Hoskins on uh, the left. I mean, Hoskins was in left field. That's yes. one of the worst guys at a position that I remember in my lifetime of watching baseball. Like a guy playing a position all year. Like, obviously, you know, things will happen in games where somehow, you know, I don't know, Vince Velasquez ends up in left field. M was way better than Reese Hoskins. Way better. Um, way better. But, like, weird stuff happens. You end up with some really bad guys at bad positions. But in terms of a guy who was, like, that position for a season, it's maybe the worst I've ever seen. Like, Hoskins was that bad a left fielder. Well, I mean, you would know better than I do, but wasn't didn't Burrow come up as like a third baseman? He did. Burrow was drafted. Yeah. Out of Miami as a third baseman. Yeah. And how do you look over there? It wasn't good. Man. Was, wasn't great, it wasn't Bob. Good. It wasn't awesome. Yeah. It wasn't so awesome. I, I guess it would be the defense. Uh, I understand center field, but honestly, I I just I don't think they have a, a major major flaw outside of I'm worried about the injuries. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, we never did it, obviously. Clearly, everyone knows, everyone listens. We would never lie to that. Mm-hmm. But there were people who were not excited and, and ripped Dave Dombrowski when he was hired. Not us. Not us. Not us. Dave Dombrowski podcast here. Yes. Um, but to those people, I would say maybe you feel like it asked for that because I think he's done a really good job since he's been here in terms of putting this team together, in terms of making under-the-radar moves um, you know, getting guys re-signed, convincing. And obviously, if, if you didn't read that Todd Zalecki piece, Todd Zalecki had a, a good interview with Dombrowski where mm-hmm. he went deep into a lot of stuff. And and Dombrowski basically said that, that when he got here, like, everyone wanted to re-sign JT, but he basically told Middleton, like, if you want me to re-sign JT, like, that's cool. He's a really great player, but we can't do the other stuff. You know, we're not going to be able to really field a team. And, and Middleton... And he got middle, and, and this is something, Jack, to your credit, you've talked about, like, very early on with Dombrowski is the idea of Dombrowski being able to convince John Middleton to to take an extra step, to to put a little more money in, to maybe go over the luxury tax at some point, all that type of stuff. I think Dombrowski's gotten here and really, you know, it makes it feel like a baseball team. It makes it feel like there's someone who knows what he's doing running the organization. And I, I think that we didn't realize how wayward, look, we all, we all hated Andy McPhail, right? I mean, that's one of the guys who's come through this city and, and pretty much universal, unanimous, that guy sucks. Like, that's the takeaway from Andy McPhail. Everyone agrees. Like, that guy's the worst. But I don't think, you know, with Clentag, at least at times, you know, he didn't make every movie he made was horrible, whatever. I don't think we realize just quite what a difference having someone like Dombrowski here who just knows how to run a franchise would be, you know? Yeah, and uh, that was my main takeaway from the, the Zalecki article as well, was just like, we got... It, it's basically like when Gillick took took over for Ed Wade. It was like moves that made sense. It was like even even like Brad Miller. It was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. You get a bench piece that can have to pop off the bench. Matt Joyce, same kind of thing, getting him for a million and a half. Who has just like, like Matt Joyce has a gorgeous swing. Like I could, yeah, I, another one of those though guys. Like we were talking about before, they're gonna have to clear a uh, forty man spot for him. I know, but it does seem like given. I love Matt Joyce, by the way. You know, I've I've talked about Matt Joyce. For years to you, like I'm a man, like he's such a perfect situational guy. He crushes right in and pitching. Just put him in there. Have you thought about 26 year old Matt Joyce? Like I've thought about 26 year old Moniac. Or... <laughs> no, I remember when he came up. Yeah, I, I do too. I do yeah. too. Um, no, I, and, uh, I like the, the moves all kind of made sense. Even the bullpen additions. It's like, oh, we got Jose Alvarado for absolutely nothing. Sweet. Here's a hundred. Which, by the way, is you know he needs to stay consistent. The the shoulder needs to stay healthy and all that. But like. It's looking like the the Jose Alvarado trade might be one of the 
biggest steals of this offseason. It's heading in that direction, trending that way. When he's got 30 saves and a sub-2 ERA and, like, 14 strikeouts per nine at the end of the season, we're like, wow, Dave, good work. Yeah, I, I actually don't want him to be the closer. Do you want him to be the closer? Yeah, now, look, I, I – okay. I mean, this is one of those loaded questions where with what we've suffered through here yeah. last year particularly, but really the last few years where it's like – Anyone who's going to get outs in the ninth inning, yeah, I want that guy to be the closer. Like, boom, done. But, yes, you know I philosophically agree with you. A guy like Jose Alvarado, you want that guy in your highest leverage spots, whatever those spots in the game. Like, I think that it won't take long for most Phillies fans to realize that Jose Alvarado is the most talented pitcher in that bullpen without question. And you want your most talented guy in the biggest spots in games. And as we both know, as your question leads to, like, very often the ninth inning is not the most important spot in the game. Yeah, well, and and it, it reminds me a lot of like when Sir Anthony came up. Uh, he, they, they, I think they had the right idea with Sir Anthony. They just didn't have anyone that could, or well, I think Hector can still do it, but like they didn't have anyone back there that they could trust, so they had to put Sir Anthony back there. But yeah, um, you've watched Phillies baseball for a long time, James. Obviously, I mean, almost like what fifty years at this point. So, uh, on pure talent, is Jose Alvarado the most talented Phillies reliever you've ever seen? Yeah, so on just pure yes, stuff? pure stuff, yes. Um, Billy Wagner is yeah. the only other one that comes to mind. Like, honestly, I think he's that level. Yep. Like, yeah, he's I mean, I'm so excited, dude. Yep. I'm really, I'm so excited to watch this guy pitch. I I'm, so, I'm so excited. But yeah, I honestly, Billy Wagner is the only one that pops in my head as like definitively like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, is that I, crazy? Well, it's not. That's that's why I asked it because I I kind of threw it out there the other day, like in my head or on Julio's show, and I was like, "Is that true? Is that a real take?" And then I was sad about it, and I was like, "You know what? That is a real take. He's the most talented Phillies reliever I've ever seen. <laughs> he, he really is. He's the most talented Phillies reliever I've ever seen. I can't wait to watch him. Um, I just I'm just I'm giddy. I I know like you're 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 so annoying with your oh I gotta wait and see approach. Like boring, <laughs> boring. <laughs> boring, 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 boring. Uh, you can wait and see all you want, but uh, I, I'm sold on this bullpen. I don't need look. I, I, if you've noticed when I talk about Alvarado, I say stuff like if his shoulder stays healthy, yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah, whatever. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about him. Like yeah. I have zero. I, he's amazing. Like he's as again, yes, the most uh, one of the two or three, if I'm forgetting some of the most talented Phillies relievers I've ever seen. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Ah. Oh. Let's go, buddy. Then they got him for freaking Clevenger. Really? What are the Rays doing? Hey, hey, Neander, we got the real guy here. Yeah, we never wanted Eric Neander. <laughs> we were not a Neander podcast. Um, all right. Let quickly, because because you know we we do this as a thing on our show. You are you are the pitching guy. You know what you're looking for here and stuff. Like talk to the listeners because I think that. When I say the biggest concern, I think when a lot of people say the biggest concern, I think the four or five, which you've talked about, and the the bullpen recovering are the two biggest concerns. I don't think anyone's concerned about the offense. No one is. And I don't think people really think about the defense in those terms. So I think when people talk about the concerns, it's the pitching staff. Tell everyone why you're so optimistic on the staff. Well, they have stuff. They have stuff now. I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, the 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 main thing that that sunk the the Clintac built bullpens was they they had a bunch of guys that didn't have any stuff. I mean, like they're big. Seems pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally as simple as that. I mean, you look at the back end of the bullpen right now. It's 
It's Neris, who we talked about a lot, about his three-pitch mix now that makes a lot of sense. Um, just being able to tunnel the, the slider uh, split fastball all off each other and all moving different directions, all that stuff. Uh, you have Connor Brogdon, who I, I, I for as much as I love him. He's the next Ryan Madsen. Yes. You know, you told him. Yes, that one former general manager of this team may or may not have stolen on the broadcast, but to each his own. I heard it on the broadcast, and I texted you, and I was like, eh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? No, but people tweeted me. I'm just kidding. I love Rube. Um, I heard it. I was listening live. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but listen, if Rube's taking my baseball opinions, that means I feel pretty good about that's my baseball a, that's opinions. That's a win, dude. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not a ripping. I'm, I would be I would be honored if he took my Ryan Madsen thing. So, uh, like, Brogdon, I mean, like, just so consistent. Seems like he, he he's just never up and down. He seems like he's very even keeled. And it's it's like 97. I mean, it's 97 with a, with a wipeout changeup. Archie's looked better recently. Um, I was worried about the fastball a little bit ago, but I think the fastball is starting to get that little bit of giddy up, get that little uh, little extra oomph again. Like Brandon Kinster last year probably would have been their best reliever. Uh, I think he's going to make this team. Um, and now he's like the fourth or fifth guy. They're actually fifth or sixth guy um, because then you have a guy like Sam Coonrod who throws 100 and looks like his stuff is, is starting to play up pretty well. Uh, and then, like I, I, I personally would would go JoJo over Tony Watson. Not that I, not that I think Tony Watson's not good anymore. It's just that I, I trust. Uh, like I, I really, I've always liked JoJo Romero, uh, especially since he came up last year. James, <laughs> you might know this answer, you might not, but it surprised me. What, what do you think that JoJo Romero's ERA was last year? It was really high. Uh, I want to say like in the sevens. Or yeah, something. it was like seven four nine, which is yeah, not real. Yeah. That's not I, real. I, I I I remember towards the end of the season looking at a box score at one point and noticing it was in the sevens, and it was like very end of the season, and I was like, what? What? Yeah. I was blown away. So it stuck in my head. Yeah, that didn't feel real. That that didn't feel real. Um, and then uh, and then you rounded out with a guy like Spencer Howard who. Is probably not gonna make the rotation. That's fine. They want to manage his innings, all that stuff. But I mean, you're 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 adding a guy to that bullpen that's 97 with four legitimate pitches. I mean, that, that he could be a, a total game changer for this team. I think uh, if I had to, you know, guess here, I think Vinny gets traded before the season starts. So uh, I don't whoa, think. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That is a like uh, a drop right there. So you think he's not gonna make the roster? They look to move him around. They find some, a taker. Yeah, I think I think that for that, like a C level prospect or something. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to, if I had to, if I had to bet, I think Vinny gets gets moved before the season starts, and they would rather have uh, that roster spot open for something. So, um, yeah, I think four million dollars. So. Yeah, the, that's the other big thing. Like, like I would rather have the four million dollars in free uh, luxury tax space or not uh, salary cap. <laughs> I don't. We can't even say salary cap, even though it basically is a salary cap. Uh, four million extra dollars to get not over the luxury tax for the deadline acquisitions that I think is gonna be better than Vince Velasquez anyway. So um, yeah, I think I think Vinny gets moved for the season, and then you, you have like an eight man bullpen that I kind of laid out right there. So like that's they those guys should give you a chance every night. Those, those guys should give you a chance every night to get consistent outs, and then um, you know, real Matt, quick, quick yes. follow up on the Vinny thing before you move on. What do you say to the people who said, "Look, I I don't want Vinny to ever start another game for the Phillies. I'm I'm good," but like they're starting pitching depth after Moore and Anderson in the four five were neither of which, and particularly Moore, I think is not a, a sure thing of any kind to be able to even give you innings. Um, 
I mean, after that, what do you do? I mean, Howard obviously is yeah. the next thought, but like, I think the counter to them trading Velasquez would be there aren't any other guys outside of Howard in that pen who can step in and start games for you. Yeah, I think that's a, a risk they're going to have to take, though. I mean, um, I don't think Vinny has minor league options left, so I don't know if they could send him down. I, I would be shocked if he does. Uh, yeah. And then and then Howard. Howard, 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 does, he does. Howard does. He does. He I, does. I just think he provides too much value um, out of the bullpen at the moment. So, yeah, it's, it's something. It's like That's kind of the crazy part about where we're at with this Phillies team is that like th- their roster is actually good enough to where – they have to make tough decisions. Like Tony Watson would have been one of the best relievers in their pen last year. And he probably won't make the team, might not make the team uh, over a guy like Jojo Romero, who's a guy that they, they developed. So listen, I mean, that's the tough decisions you make when you have a 26 man roster. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a question mark. And maybe if they didn't trade freaking Seabold and Pavetta last year, or I'm more mad about Seabold. It's not a Pavetta thing. Which you have to be, please. Yes. Even though Pavetta, who was it? I saw someone like passing. I got... think it was, was it passing who said that the Pavetta breakout's coming this year? I saw someone legit say it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely not me a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> no, you, you never, well, you no, never said that. Never liked no. that. Never, never believed in Pavetta. But no, um, breakout Pavetta, that was never a phrase you said. No. Ever. Not on this podcast. But like that's, no. that's, that's, you not know. Not any. No, Not I, on any of the million pods that you guessed on. Yeah, dude. Anything else? Anything else? You got anything nice to say to me tonight? <laughs> I just want to know if you have anything nice. Anything nice to say. So yeah, yeah. something. Will come I'm trying to think the if there's here. like anyone down there that makes sense. Like Medina could come up and make spot starts, whatever. Sure. Um, but 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 like they like they, apparently they like David Hale is like a is like a long man, which like gross. I just. No interest in it. Oh, Ranger. That's, I mean, that's Ra- Joe. That's Joe Girardi right there. Ranger. Ranger could come up and make spot stars if they need to. Sure. Sure. He yeah. could. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So they they have some options. All right. Offensively, like not. I think we're all pretty optimistic about it. Are you at all worried about JT coming out of the gate with the injury? I know he's hit pretty well. Well, yeah. He's, you know, in he's, spring training, he smoked another double tonight. So ripped a double today. Um, I but would. In general, in general, obviously we've we've dove into the center field spot, but. How how good do you feel about the rest of the lineup? I mean, I mean, we have 162 of Alec Bohm. I mean, I mean seriously, we have, we have a full season of Alec Bohm ahead of us to add to a lineup that was already pretty good, you know. Um, and then when he came up, they were pretty unanimous top ten offense in the sport. So, yeah, I feel I feel great about the offense. I mean, they can kind of configure the lineup however they want. Um, you know, they could, put, they could put Hoskins in the two hole if they wanted. They could put JT in the two hole if they wanted. Um, they have a good righty lefty mix in Harper and DD. They can kind of put DD in there. Like it's it's a well balanced offense. You have Segura, who hopefully can, you know, have one of those throwback Gene Segura years. Like you can hit close to 300. And um, but like there's not really a huge hole until you get to center field. And even the guys that are in the center field aren't like like terrible at the plate. They're not great, but they're not terrible. So. Um, you know, JT, I, I would usually be worried about, but given how he's look coming back, he doesn't look lost. He doesn't look like he's uh, not picking up on speed. So, um, yeah, I, I, I feel great about the offense and every single night we're going to be able to watch them kind of go to work. And, and now this year we'll actually have a bullpen to where if they get a lead, it won't be too bad. And, and while we're talking right now, I mean, Didi just hit a, hit a ball 400 feet to the right. So, you know, long drive, long drive into right field, the Reds take a four, nothing lead. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Good one. 
you uh, you could have just said right. I think if you said a 400-foot DD shot, I think he's the one player of all the players. We could say it was right because he's literally never hit one. Literally not <laughs> once. Not one time not in one. his career he's hit a ball. Yeah. This is the year. That's my big, bold take on this show. <laughs> he, he takes... That would be a super bold prediction. I would... If you said DD's going to opposite field home run this year, would be about as bold as they could. Honest to God, what would the odds be on it? Like, could you get odds on that? I no, it's like ten ten thousand to one. It's not ten thousand to one, dude. It's not ten thousand to one. He could luck into one. <laughs> what are you, Elliot Short Barks here? Well, this is a major league hitter, not a not a scrub <laughs> Eagles beat writer. <laughs> All right. Um, I lost my train of thought. That was so funny. Uh, it was good work by you. Um, all right. Um, Phillies, they're playing, huh? All right. Now let's uh, let's get into some some division stuff quickly before. No, we I don't, a... dude. I don't want to think about the division. Like, okay, we don't. No, have no, to, no. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't, I don't, no, where do you? How do you think they stack up? Because I dude. think we all know the Braves are really good. The Mets add a lot of talent. Washington, you know, who knows? But what do you think? And listen, I'll concede. The Braves are fine. Like they'll be yeah, good. Yeah, the Braves are winning the division. Let's just kind of put that in. I know the full season of Ian Anderson and oh, Soroka's sacked, coming back, and, and they brought Ozuna back, and, and Charlie Morton. And... Yeah, Charlie Morton. I forgot about that. Awesome, awesome time. Bullpen. Will Smith. Sure. Why yeah, not? Let's whatever. go. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, they stink. Cool. Um, but uh, uh, the Mets, like, dude. The, the Mets outrunner is like 92. Like, let's let the Mets play a little bit before we're crowning them the champs of the NL East. Now, I do I do forget, I think, once a week that they brought in Francisco Lindor. I definitely, like, have, bl- have blocked out that. Like, I I don't think that Francisco Lindor is on the Mets. So, uh, and speaking of which, they have one week to sign him or else he's going to free agency. So, good trade. Um, yeah, the Mets are fine. Like, but, like... Do it before before I'm crowning you like 92 win ball club plus the Nationals stink like stop like everyone talks about the Nationals like they're great it's like what 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 are the Nationals they're the their their whole team is cooked like Trey Turner and Juan Soto are amazing but who else do they have Scherzer's old he's not the same pitcher Patrick Corbin throws 84 miles an hour now they signed John Lester great cool uh, Brad Hand has no stuff anymore like. I mean, I mean, obviously Brad Hand had good ERA numbers last year, but the the Velo is going to catch up to him sometime. I'm sorry, it just is. Will Harris is 40 years old. Like Daniel Hudson, whatever. Like they're old. They're all old. Like they're like the, the 2014 Phillies. So, um, yeah, the Nationals aren't that great, but Soto's amazing. So whatever, he'll kill the Phillies and everything will be terrible. But uh, the Marlins, I need to see it. Like I need to see the Marlins do it. You know, it's it's still 162. It's not this. 60 game sham of the season. So obviously they have stuff. Like I'm I'm terrified of their arms. They're they're great arms. But again, I, I, I need to see the Marlins to, to to believe it. Yeah, I think it's far more likely Starling Marte's on another team at the trade deadline than the Marlins are trading to add guys to help their team. But yeah. um I think I think the I, well, I think the Phillies are the third best team in the division. That's with, where I feel competing too. with the Mets. Yeah. That that you we are exactly on the same page. I, I think they're better than Washington. I think they're better than Miami. I think Miami is far more likely to fade back. I think they'll be better than Miami teams have passed, but I think they're more like a mid-70s win type of team. And I Washington, look, I could see that going either way, but really outside of Soto and Turner, like there isn't a ton of offensive talent there. And Patrick Corbin took a huge step back last year. We'll see. Uh, Strasburg 
who knows if that guy's even going to stay on the field. It seems like, you know, ever since the October run, certainly wasn't at all right last year. And, you know, he's back now, but, you know, had that weird tendon injury a few days ago, all kinds of, I I just, I'm not, I'm not super convinced that that team's going to hold up. I'm really not. So I'm with you. I think it's the Braves winning the vision. Then it's between the Mets and the Phillies for second. I do. And look, I think the Mets are clearly more talented than the Phillies. They are. They're more talented. And, and, I think it's a question of all these pieces coming together with a new manager, a new, a whole new situation. I guess new manager from two years ago, but a whole new situation. It's a question of of how do these pieces all kind of fit together? Is it going to work? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I could see it going one of two ways for the Mets. I could see it where it's a disappointment and they're a 500 ball club, and I could also see them being like a 90 plus win team. Like they have that type of talent. And Lindor, as I've said a million times, my fa- my former favorite most favorite non-Phillies player. I can't do that anymore right, right. because he's a Met. So, you know, that's ruined. But um, I'll find some other Cleveland Indian to like or something. Um, uh, Shane Beaver, congratulations. You are now my favorite. Until they, tra- until they trade him in a year <laughs> yeah, exactly, or whatever. And Tristan exactly. McKenzie is our new... Franmil uh... Reyes, congratulations. Oh, no, he's not even there anymore. All right. Uh, no, he's still there. He's I think he is there. there. He is there. He okay, Franmil. Franmil! Congratulations. Puig was there and left. Um, anyway, um, I uh, I think the Phillies are the third best team with a chance to be the second best team. I think that's a really, I think it's the right way to look at it. And I think a lot of people think they're the fourth best team. I don't think that's true. Um, so let's get to it. And we'll, we'll get to the take back in a sec. But, but give me the prediction. Give me the wins. Are they a playoff team? Where does it come down? All right, so we're going win loss, right? We're going through the whole schedule. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, forty. I think forty five minutes into the pod, I think that's <laughs> the appropriate move to do, game by game. All right, with, with April first versus the Braves, with, win or loss. With a full breakdown, full breakdown. Um, my my heart says eighty eight, my head says eighty five. Uh, but I there's just. You know, there's something about this team that <laughs> I was gonna say. We all know which way you're going. <laughs> there's something. There's something about. And I'm picking 93 guys. 93 wins. I have, for as excited as I've been about this team in years past, I have not believed. Like I've always been lower on win predictions than you in the last couple of years. Even when they got Harper, even all that, I've always been lower. But I believe in the bullpen. I believe in the staff. I believe in the offense, and I just think that, like, Archie Bradley had a quote the other day, and, you know, Archie Bradley, we'll see. I mean, he said he wants to go on a lot of Phillies podcasts, hasn't come on uh, a Phillies Tweeted podcast. Tweeted it out. He's like, tell me what pods yeah, you yeah, on. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, never mind. Just yep. just bleeping around. Just kidding. Just kidding. LOL, LOL, cool. LOL. Cool, he, Arch. Cool. Great. Cool. Um, but he had this quote the other day about, you know, how they've kind of used the the blowing leads thing as kind of like a, a inside team joke, like, oh, we're going to blow one today. And it seems like it's kind of fueling them. Um, so it, it feels like last year's collapse kind of fueled them. It's another year of Joe Girardi. Like, this is, listen, man, <laughs> they needed another win in the final week of the season to make the playoffs with with uh, a, a supposed huge upgrade at manager. Uh, that supposed upgrade at manager now has a, a bullpen that he should be able to do some stuff with. I mean, we were told how great he is with the bullpen. Well, listen, buddy, it's time to show it. So, like, if, if I'm putting the most pressure on one person this year, it's on Joe Girardi. I mean, like, I like Joe Girardi. I'm glad he's here. I think he's a great guy. But, I mean, I, we were sold that he was, 
you know, this huge upgraded manager. He's going to change the whole culture and all that. Well, listen, it's time. I mean, this team is good enough to 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 compete and and make the playoffs. So let's show it. Um, so it's 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 go time for Joe Girardi now. If they like, dude, if they win eighty eight games and they miss the playoffs, like I'm not going to kill them. But if yeah. if they're hovering around five hundred and it's the same stuff as last year, like, I mean, Joe Girardi needs to you know, be held accountable for that. I mean, Gabe was held accountable in the same kind of way. So I just want to keep it fair. So uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what Gerard does with, with the more talent uh, in the bullpen. And I, I, I think they're going to win 88 games this year. I really do. I think it's, I, I think it's, it. I think it's, I, gonna, it. I think it's going to be a love great, it. I think it's going to be a great year. Nothing's going to go wrong. And we're going to have some important baseball games in September. And I already can't wait for them. I love that. You said my heart wants to pick 88. I mean, I had one, two, pick 85, and I just listened to you talk for like four minutes after that, and the whole time I was waiting for you to say, so I'm picking 88. Yep. Is very- <laughs> you could it. you could have fast-forwarded that the last four yeah, minutes. Very, very, yeah, you have the 15-second ahead skip thing, and it's like, oh, wow, there we go. That's what I thought. That's right. Um, all right, well done. Uh, I'm, so make the play. do they make the playoffs at 88, too, just to, to – are they a wild guard team? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, um, so – I think everything you said is on point. I agree with everything you said about the potential. I agree with everything you said about Girardi. Flat out. You are, he is, this is the year, bro. Like, I know that it's only year two, but, you know, if it's the same type of stuff, especially with what we saw last season, the same type of issues, then, you know, he has to take some heat for that. But I don't think it will be. I think they're going to be a better baseball team. Um, I've picked them to make the playoffs at least two years in a row. I think three years in a row. So I take note of that, you know, I notice, oh, oh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, they didn't. Oh, oh, they're going to make, oh, they didn't. Oh, they're going to make the play. No, no, they, they didn't. So 84 wins, Jack, and the Phillies missed the playoffs oh. this season. All right, I'm just. God, you're such a hater. Can see what's happening here. Yep. Coming out there, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. All I right. like it. Is that good? I it's about time. It's about time you you temper. <laughs> it's about time you, you you tempered your expectations around this ball club. Yeah, eighty four wins, nice little season. This All right, I'm gonna cut this audio. <laughs> There's a purpose. Uh, I know. All right, We're all, whenever we don't, I we, say hey, one thing, the hey, other happens. Hey, all right, hey, we don't need to keep talking about it. We don't want. We You're don't. Right. We don't want to jinx right. it. We don't want to jinx it. You're right. All right. What you got in the take bag, buddy? On paper, the 2021 Phillies are better than the 08 Phillies. How's that? No, stop. They are, hard, dude. What do you you say? What do you do these things? They are. I'm just telling you that they are. Like the lineup is just as good. It doesn't have the upside it has of Howard and Utley and Rollins and all that. But, but I would take this starting staff and I would take this bullpen. And I think I think the bullpen. I think the. Uh, the How am I supposed to respond to this? I don't know. I just like, want. What am I, I, what am I supposed to say to you on this? I just wanted to see what you would say, honestly. <laughs> next, uh, next item. All right. Saying. Well, you remember, you remember that. What's next, Jack? I just What's to, next? Just remember that take when we're 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 on a parade down Broad Street. <laughs> I will. I will not forget that take. Don't you worry. Um, the video Won't year. Forget it. The video yearbook was uh great. Actually, it wasn't. It reminded me a lot of a lot of uh about a lot of bad times. Like like the Orioles pop up. Remember remember that. Um. It was just, just what a what a painful season. But you know, it was, it was good. It was good. It wasn't as good as like the old video yearbooks, where it's like actually going through the whole year. And you know, it's kind of it kind of felt a little bit rushed. But I get it. There's only sixty games. But 
Um, you know, I you know I, I wanted more. I wanted more, even though it was a dreadful year. I, I I wanted more, but like honestly, James, video yearbooks from the Phillies are my favorite thing on earth. Like I, I know, I could watch. I know, dude. I know. I could watch I all the video yearbooks. All like to watch the 2021. Like they have to be your favorite thing, bro. That, it sounds like torture to me, Jack. Like that sounds like I can think of off the. I could sit here and just list things for the next six hours of things I would rather watch, not even do, watch, than the 2020 Phillies year. Bro, I watched the 2017 video yearbook. I watched all the video yearbooks. Like, I get I, I get giddy. I, I get giddy about Phillies video yearbooks. Okay? So, yes, of course I'm going to spend 48 minutes watching that one. Um, I think Kingery should start in AAA. I tweeted this earlier. I was going to – so this is good. This was one of the things in my – note bag not take bag right and a couple things and one of them was that yeah like um i just think that so lobber wrote i think a, a week and a half ago maybe in the inquire about how him and joe dylan have broken this whole swing down and they're reworking it and starting from scratch and it's like great good good time to do it and spring training when he's supposed to be competing for a center field job um but uh like i just don't want him to have to do that against major league pitching so I would like to to see him start the year at AAA, work with the Phillies uh, coaching staff down there, and and kind of go from there, and and hopefully get this thing right because I don't think working on a rework swing at the major league level is like the best way to to get the most success out of Scott Kingery. Obviously, like I don't, I'm not even sure Scott Kingery is a major league baseball player, but um, I think the only chance for it to happen would be doing this and and reworking the swing and and breaking it down to zero. So. Um, I would just like to see him start at AAA. Don't have him have the pressure of being on the major league roster, facing major league pitching, and you know, kind of go from there. Hashtag jetpacks, not back. No, real bummer, man. Real bummer. It took like, me. Um, it, yeah, you were really excited about that one. For you know, that was a good one, and 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 it's not your fault. He failed you, Scott. Failed you. Let's call it what it is. Scott failed you. I know this is not uh, related to the podcast, but. Jim Nance just stepped down from CBS. What? Yeah, how crazy is that? What? That's insane, dude. dude. That is like into the Masters, obviously Super Bowls, him and Romo. Uh, he has the rest wow. of the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. He just stepped down out of nowhere? Wow. Well, I know he's looking, he, he was looking for Romo money. I know, but wow, that is, that's crazy. Dude, that's that is insane. Anyway, um... Yeah. yeah. Well, the well, Masters is coming up in like a, a couple weeks. I know. Well, and the NCAA tournament, tournament is. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Well, I, I want to. I hope. Uh, I don't want to say. I hope it's real because I would miss Jim Nance. But that's that's really interesting. It's. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a pretty legitimate source. Anyway. Um. Wait. Uh, no. It says he will stay with CBS. No, what so he's he, reading. Oh, I messed up the resign <laughs> and the resign. Oh, no! oh, I blew yeah. it! I blew it! Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no. I've messed up the resign oh, and the man. resign. Are you embarrassed? Yes. A little bit. Yes, I'm you embarrassed. Should, you, should, you should be just a little bit. Just oh, little bit. that. Oh, that was so weird. I was like, oh, just leave it now. It's crazy. Oh, that's on me. That's totally on me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. 
Well, I, that dude, can we get a different word in the English language than resign and resign? I actually, I actually agree with you. It's I so stupid. I mean, come on. I agree. At least you didn't. This is a podcast where by the time everybody hears this, they'll know that you were wrong the moment you said it. I on the radio today. Thank you, Siri. Yeah, good job, I, Siri. I, on the radio today, said that George Hill, that the Sixers traded two first-round picks instead of second-round picks. So everyone, like, in the moment was like, <gasps> I was like, no, 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 second-round picks. But still, I gave everyone a heart attack. So I feel your pain. Yeah. I don't think that the, I don't think that's as bad as misreading resign no, and resign. this was bad. This, you're right. This is bad. Especially because you could have just, I know. you clearly just read resign Jim Nance instead of reading the rest of whatever I know. tweet there was. Yeah, I know. I also could have just as easily not have brought it up. And I was just like sitting here shocked. Like I was like, oh my God, he's gone. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I love that you brought it up. I love that you brought it. it makes me happy. Yeah. It's, well, it. listen, I can always cut this. People forget that. <laughs> you won't. I know. I know you. And my final take and take back here is uh, after this week's uh, events, I would just like to officially uh, put it out there that Joe Flacco is greater than Mike Trout because he came home. <laughs> True Philly guy. Yeah, he's not. He's not a traitor like Mike Trout. That's fair. Actually, yep. I, as much as I'm not a fan of Joe Flacco coming back, you're right. Joe Flacco, true Philly guy. Joe All Flacco, right, greater um, than Mike Trout. Okay, I have my own little my notepad today. A couple oh, things yeah. for you. Uh, you already hit on some. Coming to the minors, your playoff run. You've talked yourself into quickly. Uh, obviously, not going to be on the ra- uh, major league roster. But Naftali Feliz throwing ninety seven. Jack, what the hell was that? I know. What was that? What happened? Yeah, it's it, a- is it couldn't Naftali Feliz come up during the season to help this team? Like, what was that? Well, it's a real shame. Like, it, it stinks that I guess he had um, like the visa issues, so he couldn't get up here. Because I would, I would have liked to have seen what he was going to look like. I mean. 97 from Neftali. We haven't seen that since uh, 2011 okay. game six. Yeah, I, I was going to say a decade. Yeah. Yes, literally, exactly. Literally, a actually decade. a decade. Yeah, actually a decade, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he could. He definitely could have factored in. Um, probably too late now, but I hope they – like I was pretty pumped that Brian Mitchell was able to uh, get down to the minor league op- or minor league camp or whatever. So, because I think, I think he could come up and help this team if need be. So, uh, I feel the same way about uh, Neftali Feliz for sure. All right, uh, next one. Um, so do I win the bet now that Jeff Mathis is? Uh, See ya. Yeah, that's do like, I, I win our bet. I just autom- – it's like a default for you, right? Well, I kind of forget what my bet – oh, the uh, the ERA. Well, listen, you can, you, can, you can claim that bet as much as you want, but I would just I like – I won. Well, I won. Well, no, it's – it's, no, You know, I won. No, it's okay. It's, no, it's, it's fine that you won the bet. I'm just saying that – uh, in Aaron Nola's last start, he went six innings, one run against the, or six innings, one hit against uh, one of the best lineups in baseball. <laughs> so, listen, you can mock me all you want, but I guarantee you that if Jeff, Jeff Mathis made this team, the team ARA would be lower. So, uh-huh. um, Jeff Mathis, you won't be missed by anyone but Jack Fritz. Dude, I'm just telling you, it Goodbye, was a, it's, a, it's a massive mistake, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, last thing, uh, the Lance McCullough's dream. I know. I was so sad. Dead. It's dead. So the dream's dead. Yes. It's a real uh, bummer. It is. It is. Because he, he's added a new cutter now, and it's you like. You did. You did. I mean, I don't want to, you know, call you out or whatever. You did no, say, you would never. You would never. You said, we'll never lie to the listeners, and you said to the IOS listeners, I will get Lance McCullers to Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm, just, you know, I'm just, it's something that happened. Yeah. So, you know. What? Well, for real. Well, maybe five years from now, he will be here. Yeah. Oh, How's God. that? How's that for a spin zone? That, would, that will be the all-time victory lap. <laughs> that will be the all-time victory I lap. I told you I'd get him here. 
and I delivered. Uh, but yes, the Lance McCullers thing was a uh, was a punch in the gut. He's on my fantasy team, so you know we're still cool. Okay, we're so good. Well, good good for you, uh, and Lance. <laughs> All right, you got any final thoughts, birthday dude? Uh, well, I think we should tell the listeners we will do a podcast post opening day, of course. Oh yeah, I that that I would hope is assumed. Yes, Thursday yes. night next week, whatever time it is that the game is over, Jack and I will be recording, and you'll have it. So yes, uh, my final final thought is: was the Reese Hoskins home run on opening day against the Braves in 2019 the most underrated Phillies moment? Since 2012, how am I supposed to respond yeah, to that? because I just I just don't think we talk about it enough. Like we talk <laughs> about we talk about Nola in Boston, we talk about the Harper walk off, we talk about the Harper home run in, in DC, we talk about all these moments. You know, Pavetta's complete game against the Reds, but we but I feel like but I feel Let like we just slide that in there. I feel like we don't talk about the the Reese home run against the Braves on opening day Grand Slam off of that scrub Luke Jackson like. It's a it was a great moment, and it was probably the the, the moment that brought me the most joy, um, outside of the Harper walk off against the Cubs. But yeah, I love that. I mean, moment. that first weekend was so fun. Oh, was like that that brave sweep was, like that felt special, and it wasn't very clearly, but it felt it. So I'm with you. Yep. It's most underrated. We don't talk about the slow trot enough either. Yeah. Um. That's all true. right. What were you saying? So that's true. Thank you. Uh, uh, my final thought, uh, R.I.P. Jessica Walter. Jack, I'm sure you have no idea who Jessica He's from Arrested Development. Relax. Oh, look at you, buddy. Yeah, relax. Look at you. Did you watch Arrested Development, or is this uh, just a... I watched the OG Arrested Development, not the, the one that look came... Look at you. Yeah. That's fair. The OG is the best. Uh, those three seasons are unassailable. Uh, she was hilarious. R.I.P. Jessica Walter. The world is a, a less funny place without her there. Um, Fritzy. I can't, I honestly like, I almost like giggled as I was about to say to you the next time we talk on this podcast will be after a Phillies game that matters. But like the next time we talk on this podcast is going to be after a Phillies game that matters. Yeah. And the next time we talk about, uh, the next time we do this podcast, I'm going to be emotionally drained because I will be producing. Oh, I didn't think, game. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Are you going to be all right recording a podcast on April Fool's Day? Yeah. Well, is that, again, hope they lose. Be... I hope they lose. <laughs> Phillies baseball, baby. Hope they lose. Yeah.